Welcome to Choose Your Attitude Podcast, brought to you by the Choose Your Attitude brand, a premium encouragement brand. Choose Your Attitude is a community that champions the idea that attitude is a choice within everyone's grasp. A brand isn't good without a logo, and boy, does Choose Your Attitude pack a meaning. You turn it on its side, it's an hourglass for time. We have two hearts for community. The one on the left is your past, while the one on the right is your future, lifting up your past. And of course, the butterfly effect. Although we can't control the trials and tribulations we go through, we do control how we approach them with the power of choice of our attitude. Choose Your Attitude is a premium encouragement brand that offers men's and women's apparel and accessories, lots of selections, and please go shop at chooseyourattitude.com. And this podcast is made possible by viewers like you and, of course, our sponsors. If you would like to be a sponsor on Choose Your Attitude podcast, please email us at hello at chooseyourattitude.com. All right, well, let's get into this podcast now. So let's roll the intro. Let's step back a little. Take a look inside our true self. Get comfortable in the uncomfortable. And let's embrace our reality. Life is tough, but so are you. Welcome to the Choose Your Attitude podcast with Nicholas Strand. Join Nick, author of Loving Someone Who's Dying, as he shares his experiences of life loss to life on the road as a traveling roadie. He and his guests will get into real topics while encouraging you to let go of the past, lift up the present, and fiercely build your better tomorrow. Let's get through this together. Now, here's your host, Nick Strand. Welcome back to the Choose Your Attitude podcast. On today's episode, I've got a guy by the name of G. Madison. G. Madison is a dancer, a choreographer. Um, He also is married to Chanel, um, who's a singer. um, And uh, together, uh, they make quite an amazing team. Um, Just had a kid, just moved to Australia. Um, G. Madison actually uh, is a dancer for uh, Mariah Carey. Um, and a lot of other large names. Um, He's a humble man, so uh, it's hard for him to say that um, and share. But um, I brought him on to talk about that, talk about dancing, um, but more importantly, a music video uh, that can be seen on YouTube. Um, uh, It's called Invincible, and uh, this video is amazing. Chanel sang the song Invincible. Um, uh, G. Madison directed it. Um, it talks about really heavy topics about, uh, you know, some of the things and challenges that we hold inside that people don't really see, um, a lot of the hate that goes on. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to him about that, um, the lessons of dancing to uh, the song Invincible. So uh, let's take it away. G. Madison, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, man. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I can hear the crowd cheering. I love it. Give me more. Give me more. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I miss the crowd. I can't wait till that happens. Yeah. I actually got called for work uh, for the middle of the year, and I started crying. So, yeah, I, I'm I out of everybody. Like, that is one of the most exciting things that I'm, I'm thankful for yeah. and looking forward to. Me too, man. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, I... I I love it. We've been talking about this for a while, so it's um, I'm, I'm glad we finally got there. Um, just so the world knows, uh, 
tell us a little bit about yourself and and who you are and um, kind of you know how you got to where you are now. You know what? It's funny uh, when you ask me who I am, and um, I usually would just drop names. Like that's kind of what my whole career has been. It's been just dropping names, and um, I've started to realize. I mean, just recently, I would say, you know, four months ago. Uh, we had a baby. So I'm now a dad. So that, that yeah. one little moment um, in time, you know, um, it, it was seven hours of labor, but it kind of, wow. it has helped me uh, redefine or re, re-understand what we're here to do and what we can do while we're here, you know, on this planet. You know, I've lost some people in my life. I'm sure you have too, as I know. And um, I'm sure people who are watching and listening right now, they've lost people in their life, friends or family, loved ones. And um, I hope that those experiences or those losses aren't just, you know, stories we tell people, but they actually help us re-understand and redefine who we are. So, I mean, who who am I? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a... You know, young dude from San Diego, California, who started (laughs) theater and uh, raised by my parents. Both of my parents uh, really raised me to be a creative entrepreneur, dreamer, um, executor, you know, uh, someone who who sets their goals on something and and really makes a plan and, and gets it done. You know, and it's been really interesting for me through my career as a creative performer, as an actor or as a choreographer or a dancer. But, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed the trip of learning, you know, learning as I go. You know, I, you know everyone says they're a student of life, and I really, really, really believe that. Uh, if, if you're looking, if you're looking for it, you'll learn something, you know. And so that's what I've been doing, looking for all the things I could learn. And, I, you know, from self-help books to, you know, to traveling around the world as a performer, I've been really studying, you know, what my experiences are and why I've had them and what I can learn from them. You know, my brother once told me, you know, he starts to think about what he's thinking about and look at what you're seeing and listen to what you hear. As You know, those are different things to think about, you know. Do we just hear stuff or are we listening? You know, do we just see things or are we looking, you know, um, and that's really been helpful for me to to live actively. So that's a long answer for who I am. Is I'm still a work in project, progress, you know. No, I I love that. I mean, that's 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 the deeper value of who you are, and um, you know, the the think about what you're thinking about. That was that was pretty deep. I I had to write that down. Um, yeah. So you you kind of have become something greater though you're you're being a little bit of humble um you know talk about kind of you know that journey i guess from uh you know a little kid to you know the successful part where you are now it's just been a hustle man i've been i just i really enjoy the work i mean as a young kid imitating michael jackson in my kitchen floor and learning how to do the moonwalk you know that was <laughs> that, that was my first dance class you know mtv was my first dance class you know, dancing in my living room and, you know, learning all of the moves. That was my first opportunity to imitate and critique myself, which I think is what, what helped me a lot. But my dad is an actor. He still is an actor. He he worked his whole life. Oh, wow. you know, um, 
and he's retired now, but he retired from the workforce, but he is still acting. He's got a couple commercials out right now, actually. Uh, shout out to my dad, Grandison M. Phelps III. Um, he is, um, he, you know, I was raised around my mom in the choir at church and my dad, you know, walking around the house reciting Shakespeare, you know, that was, that was my, ha- my, my household in San Diego. And so I got into dance on accident and um, I got into theater. My dad and I did, we actually did Fences. I don't know if you've heard of Fences. Um, by August Wilson, but it's an old school play, uh, and there's a father and son um, duo in there, and he and I both were able to play father and son in that show, and we got awarded, you know, best actor and best supporting actor. Oh wow! And um, it was it was really really cool. And uh, anyway, so that was my my first uh, run in with creativity was right in my household. You know, I didn't have to go anywhere, but but wake up and see and help my dad with his lines. I remember helping him with his lines. And, um, you know, um, it, it just turned into something really cool. And then I went to college. I mean, this is after years of doing some dance teams. I created my own dance company in San Diego. And um, I was on dance companies myself as a dancer. And I got off of those. I quit. I just, I was something different. I knew I was something different. And I had a hard time cloning myself, you know, <laughs> and matching everyone. blending in you know i was like i stand out maybe i stand out for the wrong reason sometimes but that's what i do and um anyway i was in college i went to college in la i i had i had um you know applied to all these colleges around the country in america and a few said yes the ones i really thought i wanted was you know out of state and they some of them said no and Anyway, I ended up staying and going to community college for the first two and a half years, which was a smart idea. And then I uh, transferred up to Cal State Los Angeles. And um, that's where I was, you know, I got a bit closer to the to the industry, obviously being in Los Angeles. And um, I, I, I booked my first job, you know, when I got an agent as a dancer and it was Beyonce. And then uh, I, I actually <laughs> wow. turned the job down because I didn't I wanted to finish school. So I. I yeah, first job I got I turned down, and then it was just wait 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 wait. Your first job was Beyonce. Yeah, I mean it was a it was and you turned it down. Before. Yeah, I did, I did, I did. It was a really I had a good running in the in the audition, and I had met the choreographer a couple of weeks before, and um, and I went to the audition and I was getting chosen for it, and they were saying, well, gee, are you available for this? And I was like. Wow! And then I went and told my parents, and they were all excited for me, you know. Uh, and they said, "Well, if you take that job, you probably won't finish school, and we won't be helping you anymore," kind of thing. And I was like, uh, uh. "So I, I gotta ask because yeah. you know, one thing I, I think you know, people, what I kind of heard by that um, is, is something important there. Um, so I gotta ask, like, do you regret?" the patience that you took uh, to fulfill something you had already started um, to be able to have that, you know, uh, um, the words not coming to my mind, but to feel the gratification mm-hmm. of now yeah, feel, finishing college. Yeah, to feel fulfilled and to feel complete, you know. Yes. Um, yes. Like, no, not at all. Uh, uh, what? Maybe it was at, maybe it was a theater industry that I I really learned the craft of 
rehearsal yeah. and the journey and auditioning and the the hustle and I mean people who came over to my parents' house for dinner were was like Lawrence Fishburne and you know people like that wow. that my dad was acting with these people were coming over to my parents' house and having dinner and I had to go upstairs and go to bed and uh, my dad is doing shows with James <laughs> Avery from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air and uh, he oh, wow. shows in San Diego with uh, who became Whoopi Goldberg and a bunch of other big names oh, and. So I was around people who hustled after it, you know. I was around people yeah. who, who didn't just bump into the career. They didn't just meet the casting director at the club or, you know, at at the uh, at the mall. They actually hustled, hustled, hustled. And I know some amazing actors that never got the the gratification or the or the acknowledgement that I think that they should have. So, no, I, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I've worked with Beyonce a couple times after that. So it came back to me. I didn't I didn't work with her on her tour like this was what it was for. Um, but I got a yeah. lot of other opportunities and I got my degree. And uh, not not that I have had to actually use it yet, but there are certain things yeah. that I learned about myself and about life that I think getting a degree does help with. So I don't think I got a degree so I could have a diploma. I think I got a degree so I could learn as much as I could in that period of time in my life. Yep. And um, and I, I did. I learned how to carry myself. I learned how to hustle. I learned how to complete something. I learned a few things. I met some really cool people. I You know, it's crazy because the same thing happened to me. Uh, I, I Well, not the exact same thing, but something similar. Um, two years into college, I was I, – I felt – you know, over, over knowledge and mm. felt like I was ready to move on. Mm. Um, and I remember I actually went, uh, you know, to go to a Kenny Chesney concert and I worked, uh, for the company that was doing video for the tour. Uh-huh. And after it, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go on the road. I don't need to do this. And, um, the person who I was in contact with basically was like, well, here's the deal. You need to finish college and you need to complete it. I had two years left. So for me, I was like, oh my God, like two more years. Like, no, this is, and, um, you know, he said right out of college, I will hire you. Um, and I didn't understand anything onto why or what that message was. And as things kind of continue and life has continued, the biggest lessons I've, I've learned from that is, um, consistency and like you had said too, com- completing something. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's not about you know jumping to the second uh, spot in line, uh, and and you know being able to jump up that fast. Sometimes it's actually going through the steps to get to the finish line. Um. So I I had to ask you. Uh. I I had to connect that and and um, because Beyonce is a, a a big name to say no to, and and most would be like, well, why did you do that? But I think the message that I heard there was, you know, the consistency to complete something you had already started and would be more difficult to finish later. Yeah. But then at the same time, yeah. um, you know, some of the confidence that, you know, uh, with your patience and your determination, you will still get there. And here you are today, you know, uh, um, like I said, you know, we met by you being a dancer for Mariah Carey. So, right. you know, that. That's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm so I'm glad you noticed that, man. Thanks for noticing that. It, it, yeah. It really does help me to re- realize that I never booked a tour with Beyonce, so 
but I don't regret my choice. Yeah. I do wish that I had gotten a tour with her, but I don't regret the choice. There was so much, you know, and, and you know, uh, being urgent is different. You know, hustling is different than, than, you know, I, 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 I forget the word that I used to use, but it was like hustling is not struggling, you know, like yep. it's okay to hustle, but I didn't want to see myself struggling. So, you know, when I said no to a job, it was out of abundance, knowing that something else would be coming and that more would happen in my career. And my career wasn't, wasn't deemed, you know, wasn't doomed because of this cop, this choice right here. Um, I wasn't being negative. I wasn't throwing rocks into the universe. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't turning down something. Um, I wasn't turning away from something. I was just kind of saying, let me do this. So I wasn't saying no, I was more so saying yes over here, you know? Um, so that was, that was a different kind of, uh, adjustment for me. So, yeah. So I think I ended up working with Diva after Diva after that. And yeah, like you said, ended up working with, you know, <laughs> and working with, uh, Mariah Carey and, Alicia Keys and Rihanna and Lady Gaga and a bunch of, you know, divas, so to speak. But they were all amazing, amazing, <laughs> amazing uh, uh, bosses. No, I, I love that. And, you know, sometimes rise, rising to the top as opposed to just starting up there, you know, makes you a little bit more proud for where you are. And, I you know, I'll have to agree with that, too. The two years that I did spend, um, you know, it challenged me to find, you know, learn some lessons that I've um, you know, I, I, I've learned from that. And so yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for that for yeah, sure. For sure. Um, so I gotta ask your, um, your wife is an artist. Um, how did you two meet and, and tell me a little bit about, uh, her? Well, the meet the you know, meeting was very simple. You know, um, I'm, we're actually, <laughs> I'm in Australia, like you said, and, you know, uh, I'm filling out all this immigration paperwork right now because I want to make sure I get all of my medicals. I want to make sure that I'm legit here because, you know, my tourist visa, it has, has been expiring, you know, so I got to maybe get to yeah. America and I'm not ready to go back just yet. Um, but so I've been writing out this immigration work about how we met. And the funny thing about it is I thought that, you know, when we got married, I thought that she wanted, you know, citizenship in America. I thought she was I thought she was trapping me, but actually, uh, <laughs> actually, oh, I thought I was trapping her or something. I don't know. But either way, <laughs> it turns out that now I'm here and I'm trying to get citizenship, not citizenship, but uh, permanent residency here. So being married to an Australian actually helped me out to be able to get into this, into the city here in Perth. But uh, we met, uh, have you seen the show? Uh, have you seen the show New Girl? I have not. So New Girl has a a, wow. a a young man in the cast. His name is Lamorne Morris, and uh, he's a young black comedian, uh, comedic actor. And um, you know, I had some friends who were friends of his, and we ended up meeting him at at a. Uh, or I ended up meeting him at a at his house um, for a barbecue way back when, and this is uh, two thousand and eight. Uh, and wow, two thousand and eight, uh, and I showed up. <laughs> right. There with a girlfriend of mine, and the first girl, the first person I really saw was Chanel sitting there, you know, cracking up out loud, eating, having people all around her, you know, just, just the not the life of the party, but definitely she had a lot of life in her, you know. 
She wasn't trying to be known, seen, but she just couldn't help but be noticed. And then she had this strong Australian accent. And I had a thing for Australian women for in, in a time. And so she had this strong Australian accent. She's got this different look. And so, yeah, at this barbecue in North Hollywood, California, I bump into this girl who just, you know, no makeup, just wearing just wearing some jeans and a t-shirt, nothing nothing fancy, no heels. She didn't have her hair pulled up and she wasn't all like that, but she was exactly what I needed at that time. And I was dating a lot of people at the time too, and I literally called them all and I said, "Hey, I met this girl <laughs> and I'm sorry, but she's got everything I need, you know, like she's got it all. So I was literally dating all of these girls for what Chanel had in one package. <laughs> so, oh, that's, so I, I had to let them go. Can't beat that. I let them go. <laughs> and, and luckily she liked me back. So that was, that was lucky. And I didn't even know she was in the industry. She just happened to be, you know, it's a Hollywood party. Everyone's talented there, you know, but um, I didn't know that she was a singer or anything like that. And um, so I went home that night and I looked her up on MySpace at the time. And uh, <laughs> and I looked at all her pictures and I saw that she was, you know, in front of thousands of people. And she was in front of cameras and lights and she had all this hair and makeup and outfits going on. And I could tell then that she was a star of some sort. And um, we connected not even on a creative level, just on a human level, which was pretty brilliant. And uh, yeah, we we dated quickly and I went on tour. She went on tour. She had to go back to Australia for her visa and I had to go on another tour and we were going all over the place and we just stayed connected, man. And, you know, a few years later, you know, we got married and bought a house, bought a couple properties and and uh, then we got a baby now, baby named Santosha. Oh my gosh. And she is adorable. She's something. <laughs> I love it. She's something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The experience, I'm, I'm sure. And it's a crazy relationship. You know, it's really something like to meet someone who just understands all that stuff. The problem is like, you know, sometimes, you know, speaking about myself, we can take advantage of that, you know, and I can just go off and do my own thing and forget that even though my wife is supporting me to kind of do my thing, I still got to reach back and stay connected. So that's sometimes very difficult to do when you make a living entertaining and connecting with people all over the world. You know, you have to remember that there's uh, boundaries everywhere, you know, how to keep that safe. So sometimes that could be tough, but she knows how to get me together. No, it's definitely a yin and a yang and a, a back and forth. And, um, you know, some of those challenges I've found uh, on the road have actually helped. Uh, I, I felt when uh, Brianna was alive, uh, helped our relationship and, and making it better helped us, you know, uh, uh, strengthen our communication. Because uh, obviously, as, as you know, when you're when you're right there uh, next to each other, um, sometimes there's communication that you can uh, uh not fail at, but uh, suppress because you're right there. And so some things aren't as needed to communicate. But when you're away, you know, some of those communication things or actions are, are, you know, challenged. And so I, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, but at the same time, something uh, strong. Um, yeah, I agree. So I, I gotta, I gotta ask. So, you know, here you are, um, as, you know, a dancer, mm-hmm. uh, you meet Chanel, um, and she's this performer. 
And, um, you know, I, I got to lead into some of the amazing work that you two did together yeah. uh, most recently. Um, I'm looking at the video here. It says nine months ago. I didn't realize it was that long ago. Um, but but you guys do work together. And um, if, if you haven't uh, if, if you haven't seen it yet, if you go to Chanel uh, on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, her video is called Invincible. And Chanel sang for this. Uh, you directed it, and I think this video is amazing. Uh, it's very, very heavy, and to be honest, was kind of you know I knew we wanted to have you on the podcast for sure to talk about your story, but when I saw this video, I was like, okay, this is definitely something we need to have on there. Wow. Um, but before I say anything about it, I I want to hear your thoughts and and hear you kind of uh, talk about you know, that journey, um, and, and describe this video a little bit. It you know, every project that I've worked on has been, has come from a place of necessity, um, you know, current situations, um, like, and I say necessity, like the need to tell the story, the need for this to come out, you know, the need for people to help me tell it. Uh, but also when I say current situations, you know, what's happening in the world, what's being promoted, what's being, you know, suppressed, what's being exaggerated, what's, you know, what's being mis who's being misused. Um, <laughs> you know, I could, every project that I've ever done has come from a place like that, you know, where someone had an idea, but I know that creating art has to be done done from an authentic place or it will just be as even as a choreographer it'll just be a bunch of moves you know as a singer yeah. it'll be a bunch of lyrics um as a model it'll just be a certain pose but you but when you say something with what you do i really think that it touches someone you know and i saw a show recently here in australia yeah. here in perth and that it was a contemporary piece and it was so interesting and I thought I understood it. I said, oh, man, it's about this, about that. Wow. And I was kind of in tears watching it. And then I talked to one of the dancers later. And she says, oh, no, it's not about that at all. And it was just so interesting that even though I was wrong, it still did its job to evoke feeling, to evoke, to evoke thought, to evoke change, you know, to evoke empathy. Uh, I think that it did everything that art was supposed to do. And uh, I think we often think that people are supposed to get it all the time and maybe they don't get it today. Maybe they get it in a, a year later, you know, maybe that's the song. I don't know if you've done this before, but you've heard the song for years and then all of a sudden you hear it again yeah. when you're an adult or when you've gone through something and that song just sits on your heart in a different way or makes you move in a different way or, you know, makes you laugh at something that you never really, you knew those lyrics before, but now you know what they really mean. You know, and so, you know, working with Chanel has been you know, one of my favorite things of my of my career, especially because we didn't plan it like that. We planned to be together as boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. And then we realized that we were actually growing at the same speed. I was doing great things on my in my own way. And so here we are, I think, eight songs. after. I mean, I've choreographed her tours. I've choreographed her music videos overseas, oh, wow. you know, uh, locally, domestic you know, releases and everything. And we just, we work really well together in that space. I remember we even got into an argument one time 
the morning of a music video shoot. And it was like whack. You know, I didn't want to get out of the car and work. And she was, you know, everyone was inside waiting for her to come in and get into hair and makeup. And we were arguing in the car and people were, you know, her assistant was knocking on the window saying, it's time, like we have to get going. And we're like still arguing and it's just like a hot mess. And then we got out of the car and then we were able to, we, I don't know if we finished it, but we were able to get the job done and do it well, you know, and, you know, and I'm very hands on and I have to put other guys next to her sometimes. And it's just very interesting in that space. But this song, Invincible, came, I mean, I, I have to let you talk to her about where it came from for her. But when we spoke yeah. about it, it was, you know, during a pandemic. It was during a time where we really shouldn't be up next to people. And I didn't, I didn't believe that America, especially not California or Los Angeles, was doing it, was being as safe as they could. And so it, it, one idea turns into another idea, but wearing masks and then I thought well wearing labels is what we're was what really happens to us and so we started I started figuring out how to put labels on their face you know so that they could represent um, what people call us you know as gay or straight or black or green or you know trans or you know a politician or racist or a bigot or you know anything. I mean, there's so many labels. And so I started writing out different labels with her. And then we talked about telling different stories. And so we told a few different people's stories. As you saw there in the, in the, in the uh, music video, I think that we, we casted it perfectly. I had a hard time with one of the guys, one of the, one of the actors, because he's a great guy, sweet dude. Um, his name is Joelle. And he's a, he's an artist himself. And I wanted him to act as this, you know, aggressive man, you know, uh, you know, really pushing yeah. on this girl in this back alley. And he does not, he does not want to represent anything like that. So I had to communicate with him that the better you play this role, the, the more, the more good you do in the world. And he, yeah. you know, he's like, I don't, he didn't want to play that kind of role. He didn't want to be seen as that. He didn't even want that energy around him. And I, you know, I never thought of that as an actor, we play a role to help tell a story period, but he was very clear with the energy he had circling his name and his face and likeness. Right. And, um, somehow I got him to choose in and step up to it. And he did such a great job. So shout out to Joelle, but uh, shout out to all the, you know, the cast members in this, in this piece, because, um, Chanel wasn't even in this video at all, you know, um, we yeah. we chose not to have her in it this time just for the sake of the story. Uh, we didn't want it to be a performance yeah. piece. We wanted it to, to be a, you know, a statement piece. We wanted it to say something and resonate with people. So I'm so glad, Nick, that it touched you in that way because, you know, many people cry when they watch it, uh, thinking about what yeah. labels they, that um, people place on them. And the scary thing about it is that when people place labels on you, sometimes you start to live up to that label. You know, you start to become that, that, that thing, trying not to be that thing. You become that thing. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I have family members that always says, it's not what you call me. It's what I answer to, you know, so yeah. you call me what you need to call me, whatever that is for you. I don't appreciate it, but what really matters is what I answer to. So, 
this this piece was was huge for me to do. I love doing pieces like that mean something. So thanks for noticing, brother. For the viewers, um, you know the some of the lyrics um, are are very very heavy, um, and and you know are 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 part of this music video. Uh, for example, you can't be replaced, um, or you are invincible, um, and you know that that just as this you know uh, a talented uh, music video, and and you watch it. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing these people, um, at first kind of go through these struggles, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing society likes to suppress when we go through a struggle. And so, you know, we're all going through something and some of these things are very extreme. And so at the very, very beginning of the music video, it shares some of those. And then as it goes on, it, it, it has these dancers with the tape over their mouth, uh, to kind of signify, you know, that what they're hiding, um, and, and keep in mind, this was released when, you know, COVID had hit. And then at the same time, the George Floyd, uh, uh, incident had happened. And so, um, you know, uh, the unrest of, um, you know, trying to get, uh, uh, equality, um, and, you know, to see these words, uh, on their faces as they're these humans, um, are just trying to, you know, have that smile or, or, or not be judged by, um, you know, those, the nor, I want to say, I don't want to call them normal because, you know, <laughs> some of them are not normal. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, struggle is something a part of life. Um, and so, so these words are on there. Um, you know, so for example, uh, I'm going to go through them, uh, dirty crime, damaged goods, um, nigger, bitch, fag, uh, Kung flu, sex object, ugly, invincible. And so these are kind of those, invisible. those tape invisible. messages yeah. on these. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just saying invisible. No, um, the word, I think you said invincible, but it is invisible. Yeah. yeah. And and that, that that kind of those kinds of words, man. Like yeah. I actually let these actors pick their own words, by the way. Mm. So I let I let these dancers pick the words that they've heard before, and uh, that they've heard said to them, and what they think represents some of the stereotypes that that they've been given. And um, so these were not words that I thought of and gave to them. These are words. I mean, I, I probably made 30 different words out there. And, and during the rehearsal, I asked them to all pick the word that they that they felt would hit the hardest into their soul, you know, individually. And so the things you see them wearing, that that's their choice. So it was even heavier and it was it was emotional for some people to pick up their word you know it was emotional you 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 watch the video and um you know one thing that i i I love about it is you know obviously there's there's the dancing and the choreograph but you you feel um the pain that they're holding in um as, as they're doing this and and i think it's a a a when you watch it, it's kind of that sentiment that, you know, um, a couple different things, you know, that everybody is human and, you know, um, it's, 
the strength that they hold within, um, you know, I, I think the power of everybody's story, um, is, is so huge. Um, and that, you know, everybody, uh, uh, deserves to be treated as human. And I think this goes to show that, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of times in society where we'll push some negative on other people and it, it affects them more than we think it does. Um, which, you know, some of the lessons from this video I've learned and, and I've, I've been trying to challenge myself is kind of that perspective feel of, you know, when you talk to somebody or, or you feel something from somebody and it's maybe a negative feeling, um, trying to understand maybe the perspective of, you know, what their story holds and, and some of the, uh, you know, struggle that they're going through or the challenges they're facing, um, with some of these things. And it, it's also inspired me too to, for instance, with choose your attitude right. and, and other things to, to help, um, and, and to be present and to, uh, not judge people, uh, you know, for, you know, going through those things or, or how they went, you know, how they went through them. Yeah. How they experienced. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, empathy is the hardest, is the hardest, most amazing thing to learn and practice for me. I mean, I think it's the hardest thing for our whole, you know, society, you know, but it's hard for me. And when people say, put yourself in their shoes, uh, when I, when I did that, I would still say, yeah, but I would have never done that. You know, I still, but, I put myself in their shoes as opposed to putting myself in their experience, you know, um, how, how they might feel, not how I would feel in that situation, but how they must feel. And I think that oftentimes we just think about what we would have done and what we would feel like. And that's, that, that's not empathy. That's, that's judgment, you know? Um, and I, it's hard for me. I mean, as a husband, as a new father, as a leader, as a black man, as a man, you know, as a human on this planet, it's difficult for me to practice that at all times, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I think if I can do more art, like what I just did with Invincible, um, that helps me. This is my way of being empathetic to stories that I may not understand. I think actors, dance some of the best performers of all time are the most empathetic people and i think that's why we connect to the stories that they tell is because they are putting themselves in the space of another of another person another experience you know and so when i told the story about the young lady there who's getting hemmed up in the in the alleyway i've never been a woman before so i talked to chanel about what that you know, what is that? I watched other documentaries about that, about that feeling that men would never know how that feels to be, to be a woman in, in a man driven, you know, society where they get bullied for all kinds of reasons and treated like crap. And then here they are, this object, this sex object is what is, is the word or the phrase that she picked up. And I just never thought of, I, you know, I don't think about going, what it's like to go to the, you know, to the dumpster and throw trash away. I don't think that that could be dangerous. I just go get it done and I come back inside. But to be someone who may have experienced something like that or had a mother or auntie or sister who experienced something like that, 
it's traumatizing. So I try to figure out how do I tell that story? How do I tell these stories, period, you know, about things that I've never experienced, you know? So um, it, it, it's and, and I, creating art. I think that's point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying creating art has just been my way of practicing empathy because it's, it's definitely a challenge for me sometimes. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's huge too, you know, and, and uh, it, it, it's the idea of story, you know, understanding the full story and listening. And I, I, th I think, you know, that's one thing I would say too about, you know, helping people that maybe are, are, are you know, vocalizing this to a friend or something. It's it, sometimes just listening and um, hearing, like, like you said, is, is, is it's that full story of, you know, their perspective because, you know, as, as we grow up and as we try to, you know, develop, we all go through something and, um, you know, triggers are created and things mean different to other people. And so as you, as you grow those things, you know, some triggers, uh, continue and, and, you know, it's, I, I, I just think it's very heavy to see how some of those things that are on there, um, I don't want to, I, I feel bad calling them simple, but they are simple yet very extreme and heavy. Um, and so that's, you know, that was one thing that I, I, I just, it, it really, uh, was a heavy video and, and, um, you know, did an amazing job vocalizing the message. Um, and, you know, props to you, especially on a, um, um, I don't want to say timing was everything. And I know you guys didn't do it for that, but it was an important time in society uh, to kind of get that message and to continue that message to remind people. Um, so, yeah. Um, um, all right. Well, I, I love this. I mean, uh, kind of to segue then, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to ask, you know, what... Um, for kids um, that are wanting to be a dancer, um, mm -hmm. you know, the outside of just, you know, the, the um, you know, the practice, what would you say would be one of your biggest suggestions, um, you know, you and your wife as, as in the industry, uh, what would be your biggest suggestions of light for, you know, kids that, that want to do this? Well, I, I would say do everything you can. You know, that's one thing I, I would encourage parents, like as a new parent myself, I encourage you to try a bunch of stuff and really try it. And don't worry about the validation that you may or may not get from others, but really listen to your inner voice. Like, is this something that really does it for you? Because everything is going to have its ups and downs, ebbs and flows. And the people that will last and actually have a really solid career in this are the ones that do it because they really love doing it, not because someone else told them they were good. So be careful not to just jump on the bandwagon. You know, um, I saw something the other day that said, if you don't lead yourself, then you'll follow people into their dreams. So if you don't lead yourself to your dreams, you'll end up jumping on the bandwagon on someone else's dream, which is not a negative thing, except that you forget yourself. And so you live this plan B kind of life, you know, so I would encourage people to, you know, try it all. And once you like it, go for it. It's okay to change your mind, set goals, you know, and enjoy the ride. Really, really be in the moment so that you can enjoy the choices you've made. 
Um, but COVID was an interesting thing because a lot of people had to stop going to work and stop doing certain things in this industry. And they realized that they didn't really love it unless someone was watching or they didn't really love it unless someone told them they were good or they didn't really love it unless they were being applauded. So be careful, you know, to just do the things that you love and the applause will come or not. Either way, it's about the energy and the vibration that you leave on this planet or in this universe, you know, by doing what we love. So would, would you say would you say uh, consistency or just that never giving up as far as like getting that opportunity to finally, you know, shed light uh, to you well, know, yeah, on I mean, the big stage? Well, you know, consistency is good. It's, I mean, it's necessary. Some of the best performers are inconsistent and they just they don't have a career. They just jump from gig to gig, you know, so being consistent is important. But I, I would say just keep listening, you know, to your to what's happening around you and you know, remember, are you are you continuing to go because you don't want to be the one that gave up or are you continuing to go because you love it so much? So being consistent sometimes can be to a fault where you just keep on hitting the stone, like maybe find a new angle, you know. And so sometimes it is good to be consistent. Just keep hitting that same spot. And sometimes you need to shift a little bit, you know, and uh, having the energy, having the fuel to go is good. But sometimes you need to change your trajectory just a little bit keep that energy but maybe shifting a little bit so you know be consistent but be flexible you yeah, know no for sure for sure and you know one thing i i gotta ask you um that i ask everybody um brianna's mm-hmm. legacy uh choose your attitude create your life um what does that mean to you and and how would you interpret that into your own words well first off i love the quote um and I always love it when you say it. I'm like, say it again for the people in the back, you know, like let everybody hear this, you know. Um, but I really do think that we are in control of our universe. I think that we are more magical than we think we are. I do think that uh, we are so powerful with how we treat ourselves and how we treat others. But um, it starts from the inside out, you know. Self-love is like probably one of the greatest gifts ever. Because I think what you give yourself, if you don't give it to yourself, you definitely don't have it to give to others. You know, so I do I do believe that I do believe in the power of choice. And, you know, I was talking to my nephew the other day about the power of choice and how I want him to make choices that will change the scenario. It can totally change the outcome of of how things go from here on out, you know, or that relationship can change just based on that choice you made, even though it seems like it's just another drop in the bucket, you know? Um, but, you know, I was going to say uh, another, another angle of this is, you know, I've been addicted to something and that addiction is to happiness. I've been addicted yes. to being happy in the sense that I feel like if I'm not happy, that life is not good or worth living or, you know, I can't be nice to other people or just so, so addicted to being happy that if, if I'm not happy, then the world is over and everything's I'm doomed, you know, and I and that showed up in my marriage that showed up in my career. Sometimes it shows up in how I treat myself and definitely in how I treat others, obviously. And, you know, that addiction to happiness is not that you can't pursue it or, you know, create it or be happy and enjoy that. But it's like, it's, things aren't always fun, you know. Things aren't always fun. I should say that to Shay. I just want to have fun. It's like well, <laughs> things aren't always fun. Sometimes you got to take the trash out. 
Sometimes you got to wash the dishes. Sometimes you got to, you know, brush your teeth. You know, you can't just you can't just have it all without doing a little bit of work. You know, faith without work is dead. So the Bible says. Right. So same thing with, you know, how we treat each other. And I needed to balance that and almost welcome both of them and learn from both of them. Learn from the the down and the up, you know. And so yeah, choose your attitude is is basically to me says celebrate and exercise choice and make sure that you make the right one in those different scenarios that, you know, the right choice, you know, what's the right choice? Well, if you're looking for the right choice, that's, that's, that's a nice start. I love it. No, I I agree. I see that you're wearing our shirt. I love that even more. (laughs) I don't know know where I got it. I don't know. Somewhere in my closet. Actually, it wasn't in my closet in my bag because I just wore it yesterday and I wore it the day before that and <laughs> people think it. I don't have any clothes. Represent I just love them. wearing I love wearing things that say something and that mean something. So I mean of course, you know, I got the Balenciagas, I got my Adidas, I got my stuff. But you know, I love yes. I love to wear something that makes people say, Oh, that's kinda cool. Like <laughs> you know, so yeah, I got my I got my face mask. If I'm gonna wear a mask, if I'm gonna block half of my face, I'm gonna <laughs> say something <laughs> no i love it no that's great where where can people find you and your wife at if they want to find you? well well listen my wife has millions of fans okay she's got eight gold albums and a couple platinum albums and she's oh, wow. she doesn't need any help i need the plug okay i need the plug all right, all right. yes um, obviously you know i got my website we talked about that a bit ago i got my yep. website it's G Madison IV, which is the fourth, G Madison IV.com. You can also find me on Instagram at G Madison four, the number four. Uh, I'm on Facebook as well. I'm trying to get better at that here in Australia. People use Facebook like it's the Bible. So I'm definitely <laughs> getting better at that. Um, yeah, man. Um, I'm not going to get my, my number out, but, <laughs> but you can find me where you look for me. You know, um, I'm teaching workshops all over the place, man. Here in Australia, I'm going to be here for a bit, but I'm teaching a lot of intensives and workshops um, out here. I'm adjudicating a bunch of competitions as well, doing feedback and teachers workshops, you know, uh, called So You Think You Can Teach, uh, that I, I teaching teachers how to teach, reminding them what's important, but also doing a lot of stage coaching and movement control and you know, performance coaching for talent all over the world, um, you know, on Zoom, online, uh, and definitely here in person. So I'm right here in my in my home studio right now as we speak. And um, oh, wow. I've been having you know, talent come in here every, every day for some kind of training, getting them prepared for music videos and tours and commercials and, you know, live shows. So I'm everywhere, man. I'm just trying to keep this dad bod off, okay? So I'm trying to stay active. <laughs> No, I, I hear you sure there. I want to, you know, keep everything tight. So, yeah, thanks for asking, man. I hope they can find me. Come look for me, guys. Love to work with you. Yeah, for sure. I will uh, definitely put your information in the uh, subscription or in the um, uh, uh, description area. Um, and yeah, I appreciate it. You know, I feel really bad. I feel, I feel like my wife is going to slap me. The, the least I can do is tell you guys ChanelWorld.com. <laughs> ChanelWorld.com. And uh, Chanel, I think it's Chanel Music on Instagram, uh, I think it is. Uh, but if you find me on Instagram, you'll definitely find her. She's in my bio. Um, 
But, you know, uh, Nick, I, I do want to say, man, thank you for doing what you're doing. Please do not stop. Um, I know that um, I know that being an entrepreneur is, is is tricky, tough, scary, difficult, impossible, you know, quote unquote. But, um, you know, choose your attitude was, you know, your wife was a special person and I didn't get to meet her, but she she left she left you a gold mine. So oh, it you. just so happens to be, you know, very difficult at this time, place in time, you know, in the world. But choose your attitude is is a, a perfect, perfect. It's almost a, a, a you're almost cursed with it because, <laughs> you know, that saying alone tells you that there's more, you know, yeah. if you if. You know, not not to be too mundane or too dark, but if you're still alive, you still got something to do here on this planet, buddy. And um, I, I hope you keep doing it. And um, thank you. You know, from here, you, I'm giving you a pound. You know, <laughs> fist pump. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Keep it up. I hope you guys support him. You know, yeah. get some of this uh, apparel. But um, even you know, even while you're wearing it or when you're not wearing it, hopefully, it's a good, hopefully it's a good reminder for yourself and uh, everyone else who sees it or meets you uh, that we can all choose our attitude. And hopefully, make this world a little bit different. You know, while we get a chance. Thanks. So, thanks for having me, buddy. Have a good day. I think what is it? Uh, Ten, nine, eight, seven, six p.m. for you. Six a.m. for no. Uh, it's actually ten a.m. Eastern time over here. Oh yeah! Oh shoot! Good for you. <laughs> Thirty p.m. I'm gonna go and make sure my baby girl is still sleeping. Oh yes! Um, thanks for having me, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. To reach out to Nick and the Choose Your Attitude community, find us on social media at Choose Attitude Create Life. Share your attitude with the world with merch guaranteed to encourage at chooseyourattitude.com. Be sure to share us with friends, family, and colleagues. And while you're at it, leave us an uplifting review. We'd very much appreciate it. Check back for new episodes. Until next time, choose your attitude, create your life.